Hello, my good people. Welcome to another edition of Conversations with God. I am your host, Psalmist Amethyst Davis. And we want to uh, give a warm welcome to our chat pod listeners, our silent listeners. We thank you for joining us today. Um, I am just so overwhelmed um, by what God is doing with this podcast. Um, I definitely want to give a shout out to Dr. Lloyd Amore for this platform and to all of the Four Amore family, to our silent listeners, our chat pod participants. We can't wait to get into our interview today. But if you have listened to any of the past podcasts, you already know what time it is. We won't get into anything until we start to give God glory because it is due him. None of this would be possible without him. So without uh, further ado, we are going to get into prayer today. So whatever it is that you do in your prayer time, whether that's lift your hands up, close your eyes, whatever that looks like to you, um, let's go ahead and um, give God some glory. So Lord, we want to thank you right now just for the opportunity for divine connections, Lord God, the opportunity to minister your word through song and through just literally um, connections with people, Lord. We thank you that anyone that is tuned in, listening live right now, that they will receive a word from you, Father, something that will prick their hearts, something that will soften their hearts. Father, we want to be either the water, we want to be um, the person that is um, sowing that word into their lives, Father, whether it's, you know, a 
planting, watering so that you can get that increase. And Father, we are forever grateful and thankful that we have the opportunity to minister on these um, enormous platforms to be able to minister, uh, you know, just wherever it is that people can listen and hear what it is that you are saying, Lord God. We thank you right now again for the opportunity to be able to lift our hands to give you praise, Father, give you glory and worship. And we just magnify your holy name and we seal it with your precious son, Jesus name. Amen. So we thank you guys for joining us once again. Thank you. Shout out to our, you know, chat pod listeners um, where you can interact with Kirsten. Um, I, I want to introduce my next guest. And so before we get into it, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. It is a pleasure to have you. Um, my next guest is a young worship leader raised in Alabama now residing in Atlanta, where she serves at Belong um, Church Atlanta, under the leadership of Pastor LeBryant and Fanica Friend. She has been singing for 21 years and leading worship for five. She is the author of the book, The Source. She, is, she has multiple channels, um, one, Godversations, Reclesiastes, and Love Lewis. She is the owner of Anora Edits, and she loves people, new places, and most of all, perspective filtered through the Word of God. Everybody help me welcome my guest, Kirsten S. Lewis! You wasn't ready for all that introduction because you didn't give me all that, right? You were really cooking up. You were really cooking up with the introduction. I was like, wow. Just say, y'all. It, it was it was hard for me to ha- kind of hold it in because I was sitting here like wanting to tell her like, hey, you know, I didn't did my research now. Listen, y'all. I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this with uh, uh, lightly. I'm gonna tread lightly on this one. Kirsten is dope, y'all. I did not know Kirsten was this dope. She kept saying, oh, I ain't nobody. I'm like, yes, you are, girl. I'm looking at all this stuff that you do. And ma'am, when I tell you, you are amazing. You are amazing. We are not going to take nothing from you. You know, I knew she was talented. Um, I knew a couple of things that she did, but I did not know she was doing all of this. So, Kirsten, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Don't get emotional. Hey, y'all, poetry is on her list as, as well. So I understand that's where the um, Ecclesiastics comes from. Is that where that? Okay, yeah, okay. So, we, yeah, we're going to get into all of that. Um, I definitely want to make sure that I go back to something that you said um, that we talked about in your introduction. So in your introduction, you said that you um, most of all love uh, the word of God filtered through. Was it God's lens? Um, something to that effect. And I, tell us what that's about, because I, I really want to know what that's about. 
In which in which aspect? Hey, Brianna, you mean um, <laughs> you mean like in Ecclesiastes or love? Well, no. So you mentioned when we were talking earlier. Well, when I was doing your introduction, we talked about you. Um, you said that you love new people, new places, um, and then you mentioned that most of all you love it was the perspective filtered through the the word of God. So that's what I was trying to get to. My bad. Yeah, that's it. Oh, no, you're good. You're good because it's a lot of ways this could go. I yeah. Sure so, so tell us about that because that's deep. I love perspective because it gives us all an opportunity to see things from, like, you know, a different angle. Because right. I know a lot of times we wake up first thing in the morning, we realize we try to figure out what it is that we need to get done, what it is that I need to figure out, what it is that I need to pursue in order to make my day better, make my life better. But I think it is so enriching and humbling even to be a part of some kind of aspect through the word of God, of course, to give you perspective, not just about your journey, but other people's journey. Yes. You never know what kind of day other people are having. You never know what kind of life other people are living outside yeah. of the churchy, the churchiness or outside of, like, you know, the workforce, outside of the business land. And so, yeah, I genuinely love perspective because it challenges everything that we ever learned about that's ourselves. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, even this year, I have literally embarked on a lot of just perspective. It challenged me so, so much to dig out all of the stuff I learned when I was younger. Moving to Atlanta literally challenged me to gain a whole new perspective on people's culture, people's oh, religion. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't believe in God here. Because that is like, different. You know, the Bible Belt, like, it's really snatched me out of what I knew, gave me a lot more perspective, and even through the Word of God, learning Him in a new way. Learning God from a new angle. Because That's of good. The that I'm in. So, yeah. That's good. I mean, because... Per- perspective is everything like if you don't have perspective then you don't know where you're going you don't know where you're headed to and so it's always good to have that perspective and then to have God's perspective is even better so you can't get any better than that well I'm gonna do a a little bit different than what I normally do um, here on the podcast because normally I ask you some questions and then we you know get get you into a song but I promised my listeners that we were gonna have some live singing from Miss Kirsten Lewis so I want to ask you one to sing us a song but I would ask, what is one of your go-to worship songs and why? And then when you give us your why, can you go ahead and break out into that song for us? Okay. <laughs> you really? Spread <laughs> I usually so, wait to give you some time to get, you know, prepared. So, okay. So my favorite, probably one of my favorite go-to worship songs would probably be... Um, I, I don't. I can't remember the title, but I'm just. I'm just singing a little bit of it. But it was okay. like, you know, as we love on you, receive our love, receive our love, and it. I love it so much because one, it's in my range, and two, <laughs> gotta be. Listen, don't want to do nothing outside that range. <laughs> stay in your lane, baby. Stay in your lane. <laughs> but I love it one because it really does reflect my heart. I think so much. Um, I'm such a like a crier, like worship wise. So I believe this song like really cries out a lot of my heart song to the Lord and my heart's desire. Anytime I ever worship or get in front of anybody, 
as I give what I have unto God and people get a chance to experience that right, yeah. unto God is like, you know, I want you to receive this. Yeah. Like, God, I want you to receive this. Yeah. And, and I, for I know I've seen, I've tasted and I've seen that there is no power, no love, no joy, no grace, no mercy that's been greater than yours. And so yes. I, I really sing that from a real place. And I, yeah, I do. I love that song. Well, thank you for giving us a sample of that. So what else do you want listeners to know about Kirsten Lewis? So we talked about a lot of things in the beginning that you did, but what else is it that we need to know about Kirsten Lewis? Well, I think one thing that kind of puts me in a nutshell would probably say that I am genuinely a advocate for love. I love love in the biblical sense wow i know in time that we yeah. um, always want to fashion love to be how we want it or fashion love to be how we've seen yeah and when god like maybe about three years ago god kind of started revealing to me what his love for me was he really mm-hmm. took me on the journey of love loving him giving him the ability to love myself, like giving me the empowerment to love myself, and then using that same empowerment to express that love upon others. And I'm still walking that out. I'm still practicing that out, which is why I've become such an advocate for it, because I've realized over the years that actively using the most potent tool that the Bible ever expresses, mm-hmm. ever, love, it literally has changed my whole outlook on life. Because you know how, well, living in Atlanta, I don't know about anywhere else, but living in Atlanta, there is a lot of entitlement. There is a lot of people, like I said, living within their own lanes, within their own means, within their own state of mind and perspective. And we focus a lot on what we want and what we need. And and I, I, that. And nine times out of 10, we don't get our way. We We try to manipulate our way into getting our way. And we try to threaten our way into getting our way. And the truth is, for, for me, what I've still learned and what I feel like is starting to become a lot more embedded in my character now is that I'm not trying to do with everything, like with the Atlanta culture. I'm literally trying to love yeah. people back to life. So even if things don't go my way or even if things are inconvenient or even if things hurt my feelings or even if people say things that are not completely rooted in the word of God, my first, my first um, reaction is to always love them first because I've noticed that when I choose to love, I never feel. I never feel in that. That is good. I never feel in that encounter. I never feel in whatever it is that I'm setting out to do because love never fails. Literally, yes. love is patient. Love is kind. It keeps no record of wrong. And at the very yes. end of that whole scripture, it says, "Love never fails." Yes. And I've had this. I, I literally repeated this mantra over and over again in my life. That Lord, I've had this fear of failure, and He was like, "Okay, perfect love cast out all fear." Yes. If, if you fear failure, love never fails. So it's literally knocking out two birds with one stone. Love conquers fear, and love conquers failure. So you don't have to worry about either one of those. If you choose to love, you'll never fail, and if you choose to love, you'll never fear. And it has literally changed like everything about me. That's why I choose to love people. I choose to see the good in people. I choose to like you know always have a smile on my face and give people yeah. the better parts of my heart loving people from a biblical perspective because that's what heals them that's what changes them that's what pulls them out of their own like you know depression that's what pulls them out of their own iniquity like you know what I'm saying it's literally the most yes. potent thing in the world that people could ever experience and we take it so lightly 
But yeah, I ain't never going on. But yeah, no, 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 no. That's good. You can, you can, listen. That'll preach all day because that's what we, the world is missing. Um, and some of us Christians, we're missing love because our human nature says, you know, yeah. you get it, you, you're on the road. And I know that Atlanta traffic is something serious. So you get on the road, somebody cuts you off, you already know whatever's on the inside of you is going to come up. So you already know that if, you know, if you ain't, practicing love um if you're not doing that on a daily basis yeah you are so quick to get caught up into your old way of thinking and like you said love conquers all and and honestly god gave the the most extreme example of love by allowing his son to come to earth walk in a fleshly body to be able to move about and face the same things that we're facing today. People spat on him. People hit him. People beat him. Called him names. Betrayed him. And you know, I am amazed that he still chose to do that out of love. So what you said was so amazing because again, love does conquer all. And with his love, he conquered hell and, and the grave and death. <laughs> and, and and for that, I am so thankful and grateful because who else would have done that for me? You know, hey, I know my, I got kids. And I'm going to tell you, I'm very protective of my kids. And I wouldn't let anyone harm them. But, you know, when you face with life or death, <laughs> when you face with life or death, if love don't kick in, you be like, honey, I'm sorry. I love you, but honey, I'm under the couch. <laughs> but for real, who else would have done that? Who else would have suffered <laughs> at the cost of the weight of someone's sins that wasn't even their own? Who else yeah. Would have yeah. Who else? What greater love than someone who would give their life for a friend? Absolutely. Yes. Kirsten, that was so deep. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that because that just put everything in perspective again for me. It's his undying, unfailing, never-ending love. I absolutely love it. Um, I, I, I mean, it's it's hard to move on, but, <laughs> but I, I think this is a, a perfect segue into... Um, talking about the book. So I know that you have a book called The Source. And by the way, I'm getting ready to get it because I'm going to need you to tell me where to get this from. I, I, I was reading some of, some of the um, excerpts inside of it, and I definitely need to get this book for sure. But we're talking about your book, The Source, and I heard you talking about it on Facebook. But tell our listeners, first of all, what is The Source about? And where can we pick this book up? Well, um, the source is about literally putting God back in his rightful place, which is on the throne mm. of our hearts and on the throne of our lives. And the book really pinpoints a lot of experiences that I've faced in my young adulthood, maybe like my early 20s, um, my early 20s, early teens, maybe even a little bit of my childhood that focused a lot on moments when I actually accepted the Holy Spirit into my life, mm -hmm. that I was navigating through certain hardships that were very real to me. Um, and, I and I took account of those things and put into perspective how can, how can I place God back 
on the yeah. area. And of course, the stories are never ending. Like even from publishing that book, there were still like hundreds of piled, hundreds of stories piling up. Um, mm-hmm. As I got older, as I'm getting older, but the crux of it is taking into account not just my experiences, but even putting it into perspective your own experiences when you read this. Mm-hmm. May you find yourself in this to say, like, not just you, but people, all the listeners and viewers. May you find yourself in the book to say, like, I remember. I right. Remember yeah. With these instances. Yeah. And I chose to put God back on the throne of my heart. I chose to put God back on the throne of my expectations. And. Yeah, you can find it on Amazon. It is on Amazon. It's called The Source, Putting God Back on the Throne. And, uh, yeah, all the information will be on Amazon because that is all of where it is available at the moment. (laughs) Got it. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Like I said, if you are listening today, please pick up The Source, Putting God Back on the Throne by Kirsten Lewis. Um, I, I honestly feel like you guys will be blessed by this. Just looking at some of the entries that she's made and the accounts of her life was just so amazing to me. And one of the things that I do want to say that stands out. So, you know, just going back a little bit, um, I, I kind of met Kirsten. I, I don't which, know which one came first, if it was Breda, uh Reveal um, through Blake or if it came from All Nations through Brianna, my daughter. Um, who, by the way, y'all, let me tell y'all, I'm going to have to give her a quick shout out because she's been doing my flyers, but let me tell y'all, she's been so excited about just Kirsten's interview. She has been hyping Kirsten up, but she is so amazing with these flyers. She had, I had ideas, she had ideas and she was just throwing me stuff. And so, uh, thank you, baby. I, I just wanted to give you some love on today. Um, it's about Kirsten. I'll have another day for you, but I really appreciate you because Kirsten, she was riding for you. So when you was talking about being humble, like I'm not that important. My baby was riding for you, Kirsten. And she said, mama, what about Kirsten? I said, she's already on the roster, honey. I just got to reach out to her. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. I already got her, honey. She already on the roster. But let me just say this, Kirsten, you know, and then I will get back to our regularly scheduled program. But let me just say this. Um, when the Lord told me about you, um, I, I went back to um, just kind of some things that I knew um, knew you from at All Nations. Um, Kirsten actually did my makeup for a, um, for a concert. You forgot about that. (laughs) Kirsten forgot about it. So Kirsten did my makeup and y'all, it was bomb. I still be using that picture all the time. Let me tell you. So (laughs) on top of that, she's a makeup artist, but here's what I really wanted to say. So we don't get too far off, but um, honestly, Kirsten, I kept calling Kirsten saying, Kirsten, Hey, I need you as a backup. Now, I had two other backups, but my daughter was adamant about it, and the Lord was adamant about me keep contacting Kirsten, and she was so patient, and she was like, oh, honey, I'm just a backup. Well, honey, I just wanted to tell you that you were not the backup. You were always the choice. You were always the choice. I just used, I just wanted to keep you as a backup. So if someone didn't show up, you were going to be in that place. Because you already had your place. Your place was March the 6th. But you had to switch with PK because PK is on a, a boat right now. So I just wanted you to know you're always the choice. And she's so humble, um, you guys. She is so humble. 
and she loves the Lord. And it's like, that's all that I can see from her. She is super humble. She doesn't take anything for herself. She, she, she always gives glory to God. But what I wanted to say, my first encounter with Kirsten, her, her spirit is so sweet. I mean, it's like you, you really can't really say a lot, uh, not enough about her because she's so sweet. She's always willing. And it, it was like when we were doing this thing, trying to do it, I had already had, you know, what we were going to do. She had already sent me her information. And let me tell y'all, she was prompt. She was ready to do it too. So I, I just wanted to thank you personally, Kirsten, for everything that you've done in the waiting for this moment. So it's always a set time and you were never really, you know, what people would call the, the side piece. <laughs> you were always a choice. You were always a choice and you already had your spot. It was just that I, I, I really wanted you because of um, your spirit. You, you're super sweet. Um, she's young and she loves God. And, you know, um, a lot of times you don't get that, you know, people are still trying to chase the things of the world and her heart is after God. She, she's chasing hard after God. I'm almost tearing up because I love me some Kirsten Lewis. That makes two of us. <laughs> I really, I really had to choke these tears back because what you really spoke volumes to like just really secret prayers above my heart. I remember, I remember praying, and we. I'm not gonna go too far because I know we gotta move on. But I, I remember praying to God like a couple of days ago, maybe even like just repeatedly, just like, Lord, I'm tired of being treated like an option. I thank you for calling me to be the choice in people's lives that people actively choose me, you know. And that really, like I said, that really spoke volumes to my heart. And so I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I'm gonna go and scoot on over. Well, honey, you can cry. You can cry. I'm, it's all good because I, I really told that to um, Brianna. I had a conversation with her either last week or last night, and I said I, I cannot wait to have Kirsten's interview so I can tell her because I could. I said I, I. Let me just say, Holy Spirit inspired gave me some insight, and we won't even discuss that because we have to do that on the side, but. Um, I I do want to say the Holy Spirit gave me some insight. And so, you know, that was nothing but God. That was nothing but God that gave me some insight. And then I told Brianna, I said, the way I heard her talk, it was like she felt like she was like, I'm just a backup. I'm like, no, honey, you are the choice. So, yes, honey, you are the choice. You are the choice. If if I could have gotten you earlier, I would have. Um, but you know, God has his perfect timing and this was the perfect timing and the perfect setting for you to be able to go. So again, thank you for your yes. So before we get too far off, (laughs) I'm going to switch gears real quick so we can talk about the worshiper in you. What is the favorite, your favorite part about being a worshiper? My favorite part about being a worshiper is how spontaneous it is. Um, you never know because I love spontaneity and Holy Spirit. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but because I know the Holy Spirit is such a spontaneous person, that's probably probably one of the main things I love about worship is that you never know what you'll get. Yes. Um, that's yeah. That's probably that's probably the simplest I can I can answer it. You just never know what you'll get, and that's what makes it such an adventure. That's what makes it so exciting. Love that. I love that. It is. It is. Um, worship is spontaneous. Like you never know 
what God is getting ready to do, especially when you yield your heart and your your mind and your soul. God, I'm yours. When you get to that yielding point where you say, Lord, it's none of me. It's all of you. And it's it's not about um, what the voice is going to do, but it's what you're going to say through me that I'm going to be able to minister back to somebody else in their time of need. So whatever I've gone through, you know, um, that's not going to be reflective. But who you are in my life is what's going to be um, said and spoken and sung. And that's one of the things I love about Jesus. Let me tell you, especially being a worshiper, I don't care what you've gone through. The Lord has the ability to take your circumstance and your situation and turn that around. And sometimes people get songs, people get books, people get poetry um, out of that. And they're able to effectively minister it to someone else because see someone else has gone through what you're going through. It may not be the same exact circumstances, but it's similar. And so, you know, I said this before, the things that we go through is not for us. It's for somebody else. So whatever that gift gift is, we can go ahead and um, minister that gift back to someone else. So whether that's in prophecy, whether that's in song, whether that's in, you know, art or writing or poetry, whatever that looks like, whatever gift God has given you, he's going to give you the ability and the strength through that to minister that and bring someone else out. So that that's what this whole thing is about is ministering to the masses. I mean, you know, we have a lot of outlets where we can do that. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast because I said, Lord, you know, the churches are shut down. Some people are going in, some people are not. And what I wanted to do was do my part in ministering because it's too many souls out here that are lost. And, you know, it's it's too many lives being lost, young lives. You know, we're not talking about like, older people, um, passing because, you know, it's, you know, health reasons or they're, you know, just natural causes. We're talking about people getting killed, people taking their own lives. And so that's a whole nother tangent that we can go on. That's not really what it was about, but that's, that's the reason for this podcast is to reach those who are lost, those who have backslidden, those who don't have church doors and depend on those walls. People, let me tell you, I can't emphasize this enough. You are, I am, we are the church. It's not about the four walls. And so it's not about getting it just on Sunday because God is not just a Sunday God. He's an everyday God. He's always blessing us. And so for that, we should be digging in the word ourselves and anything else that someone's teaching us should be confirmation to us, not the first time we've heard that word. So, you know, I just want to encourage you today stay strong, stay encouraged, and stay in the word of God because in that secret place, in that hiding place is where we find our victory. We find our victory in him. And so I just want to say, stay encouraged. It's going to work out fine. The fight is already fixed. It's already fixed and it's already won. The battle is not ours, but it is the Lord's. So I want to just get back here um, really quick. We're going to take a quick break because, baby, we didn't have some some good conversation here. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back from the break, we're going to hear more from Kirsten Lewis. So you guys stay tuned. Don't touch the dial. Stay right with us. And we will be right back.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are back live and in full effect. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, thank you for our silent listeners, to our chat pod participants. Thank you for coming in the room and sticking with us. Um, I want to get back to um, Kirsten's interview because it looks like we're going to have to do a part two because we haven't even touched the surface. Um, it has gotten so good just with the conversation and just um, kind of dialoguing with her and hearing her journey with God that I, I feel like we need a part two of this because we haven't, again, touched the surface. But I do want to ask you, how would you describe your walk with Christ and how does that equate? Um, factor in with music so your walk with Christ and music how do they go together and how do you describe that okay so I'll probably answer it backwards just so we can make a little bit more sense so um, music uh, worship in particular or specific um, it honestly lifts me as of as of what I'm realizing lately it lifts me out of my reality and it really puts me in a place. I guess that I may, it may be considered as the the second heaven, like just that place in between actual heaven and the and the earth. Like I really get into this space of it's just literally me and God and me and Holy Spirit. And it almost as if, like I said, we're the only two people in the world, and so having that kind of relationship as of late. That means I feel a lot more free yeah. to be who I am. And who I am is very silly a lot of the times. And I find the freedom. I think me and, me and um, Jesus' relationship or me and Holy Spirit's relationship is a lot more free than what it has been. And so I would find myself like walking through the grocery store, walking down the street, cooking, and just really talking to Holy Spirit, really getting to know him or telling him about my day. And it's just become very, very fun. It's become an adventure. It's become very, very goofy. Um, and I'll be literally cackling in the car, Holy Spirit in the passenger seat, you know, where you're just like, man, like today's been amazing. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Oh, really <laughs> awesome. Like, <laughs> it would, like, we'll just be having a good time or even moments when I'm feeling very um, sad or depleted or tired. And yeah. Holy Spirit, I've learned when Holy Spirit shows up to be um, the one, the lover of my soul. Like, you know, the wow. one that holds me and comforts me like nobody want to talk about that nobody right talk yeah about yeah <laughs> right and he and he actually like shows up in the room not just as someone that's like playful and, and joyous but he's actually like the lover of my soul and he he comforts me he cuddles me he tells me like i'm here i, I care about yeah. what you care about like i want what you want like i'm here for whatever you need um as if it was as if he was asking me that for the first time as if he doesn't live in eternity so i think music and worship really lifts me into that place of just understanding him a whole lot more and when he gives me that it's almost as if i can come back down to reality and like live out life with him the life that i've had with him in private so yeah yeah I love that. I love that you said that. Um, it is definitely about a relationship with God and it's a personal relationship. And, you know, it, it's really funny because the more that we talk, the more I find that we are, are alike. We just have uh, maybe 20 years between the two of us. Because <laughs> wait, are you, how old are you, Kirsten? Uh, about, about 26 going on 
45. Yeah, you right. She, you are definitely an old soul. So yeah, we might have 30 years between us, Kirsten, because I'm about to be 50. So, <laughs> but I, I am finding that we are um, really alike because I'm goofy. And Brianna and them will tell you, I, my kids will tell you, mama, they be like, go to sleep, mama, because you got to be tired because all you do is play. But one of the things I have learned in my journey with Christ is that, um, you know, God is not a stiff neck God. He's not a, a, a God that does not talk back to you. And, and I think that we have like a one side of, a lot of us have a one side of relationship with Christ where we want to just pour on him all our troubles and our wants and what we need and how, you know, bargain with God and say, you know, God, if you do this, I'll do that. You know, we go through that a lot. And just listening to, you know, your journey with God, it just reminds me that, you know, in this, in my generation, I'm going to say, sometimes we forget and it takes someone like you um, to, to remind us and put things back in perspective for us because we're so used to our ways, you know, that we forget, hey, take a second, breathe, talk to God. Let him talk to you. Let him answer you. Don't answer for him. You know, don't answer for him. Let him answer because he, he wants to talk to you too. Yeah. He don't he don't want to just hear you tell him everything and not give him the opportunity to talk to you. But again, we're we gonna get because just, I've done it. this so good. <laughs> this I've is so it. good. Yes, and it's easy to do. Like Listen. God, I, I got something to say. I need you to hear me. I need you. Yeah, yeah. Ain't we do it. Over here, like you gonna let me finish? Or? Right. Uh, did you ask me a question, or are you just telling me statements? Because like the last time I heard, you asked me something. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, and and that just kind of goes back to what I was gonna ask. So, you know, in my experience, in my walk with Jesus, um, I've noticed people in my age group that are intimidated by our peers when it comes to standing firm on the word of God and believing in Jesus and what we believe. What are some of the things that you do that keep you rooted and grounded in Jesus as a younger Christian? Uh, my testimony. Your testimony. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I would say my testimony mm-hmm. uh, simply because you can't, you can't live my life for me. True. And nothing is nothing can like prove the strength of my relationship with God than my memory of mm. who He has been to me. Mm. And I don't think that should be anything that anybody should be intimidated by because well, I, well, I'll say this: I think me being rooted in the Word of God is because I know I know for a fact <laughs> that it is true. <laughs> yes, yes. Because because this Word says, like you know, that His Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truth, and He has done that. Yes. And why would I why would I start doubting Him now? Not to say that I have, not to say that there haven't been moments where I was right. like, Lord, I don't know. But He's always, literally, have always proven himself to be true, proven his word to be true, um, even in the midst of uncertainty, even in my own doubts, even in my own, like, Lord, I believe the help, I don't believe type situation. So, yeah. yeah, it's always been my testimony that has kept me rooted. That's good. That's good. And again, that testimony is for not just you, but that is for someone else who is going through. And so we should always have a testimony of what God has done because, you know, some the, the things that God has done that are 
unnoticeable to us are the things that we take for granted. And those things are like being able to open our eyes and see, because there are some people who don't have sight to be able to walk and have all of our limbs and have those limbs functioning, um, to be able to raise our hands, um, because God is worthy though we take for granted the little things that God has done for us and we don't notice it. And I get up in the morning and I say, thank you, Lord, you know, for just allowing me another day to breathe and be on this side of the earth because I didn't, you didn't have to allow me to do that. You could have called me home to glory. Um, and, and that would have been fine too. That would have been fine too, but there was a purpose that you woke me up for this morning. So I appreciate you, um, loving me enough to give me another day to get it right. Another chance, you know, to do your will on earth as you had called me to do. So I so appreciate the Lord for those little things is the great things. Yes. But those little things that we forget about. Um, that we count as small and minute, those are the things that I'm so thankful for because those are the things that we're quick to forget, um, you know, forget about. And I did want to ask you this because this is the meat of our um, interview today. Has there ever been a time in your life where you felt like God has failed you or that he um, has forgotten about you? If so, what were those conversations with God like? Um, have I ever felt like that? Absolutely. There, there have been plenty of times where I felt... Can you still hear me? Yes. It's yeah. low, but I can hear you. Okay. There have been plenty of times where I felt that God left. Wow. And he would not give me the answers that I was looking for. And I am a solution-driven person. I need answers. And I'm so used to how God has been in most times. I'm used to his methods sometimes. I get so familiar with him to the point to where I look for him in a certain way and he doesn't show up that way. And I get it confused. I get it twisted and I say, yo, what happened to you? You left. (laughs) You, You left me here to deal with this alone. Why? Wow. <laughs> Why would you do that? Wow. And these are the real conversations, really. Like, this is really how, yeah. how I talk to God when my feelings are hurt. And I'm like, I don't get it. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you, why would you make me go through that? And I'm looking to you to be peace. I'm looking to you to be joy. I'm looking to you to be strength. I'm looking to you to help me like you always did. And you weren't here. Yeah. What was I supposed to be made from this? Yeah. And nine times out of ten, those are the conversations go. But as time begins to unfold and and begins to literally, it, like yeah, as time unfolds, it literally begins to reveal everything that he allowed me to experience, whether it hurt my feelings or not, whether right. it, I felt like I was gone or not. That he was always there, and that's what I think. That's what brings about the beauty of even me. Just like I said, my testimony remembering. Because yeah. even when I feel like he's not there, even when I feel hurt, even when I feel broken, he was always there. Like, yes. at the end of the road, he always proved that he was there the whole time, crying with me, hurt with me, yeah. dealing through the pain with me. And I'm like, you were walking <laughs> with me. You were sitting next to me. Yeah, he and said he'll never this. leave you nor forsake you. Literally. <laughs> so I'm sitting, I'm sitting here like, you need to fix it. And he was like, I'm sitting in it with you. I'm, yes. I'm learning this with you. 
That's like, good. I was going, of course, he already knows, but he's like, I'm willing to go through this yeah. process. Even if I did it a million times, I'll go through it with you again until you understand what I'm doing. Oh, that's what I'm good. Allowing. And so, yes, I've had plenty of times where I felt, just felt, period. And the conversations get real raw. And I think that's where God was closer to me than ever before because his word says he's close to the brokenhearted. Yes. You know, he gives strength to the humble. He gives, he gives grace to the humble. And wow. so, yeah, that's kind of how that went. That's good. That's good. And so, you know, I would say this too. A lot of times, you know, we get to a place where um, we start blaming God for some of the decisions. And not to say that that's where you were, but sometimes we we start to blame God for the decisions that we make and we have the fruit of the things that we've done. And then we start to say, okay, Lord, now I need you. We didn't need you before, but now we need you, you know. Um, Oh, so now you want to hear (laughs) Now you want to hear what I got to say. So, you know, those are the times that I would say, you know, um, that we have to know that what he said to us um, is real. When he said he would never leave us nor forsake us, it doesn't matter if we got ourselves into a situation or if it's a test or trial, we have to know that God is always with us. He's never going to leave us. Even if we try to push him away, I can tell you there's times that I'd be like, Lord, I don't, I don't want to hear that right now, but But he's still faithful and he's still just and compassionate enough to love us through it all. Um, I want to take just another quick break and then we're going to come back to end our interview with um, Kirsten. You guys stay tuned for just another moment and we will be right back.
are back again with Kirsten Lewis. Thank you guys again to our chat pod participants, to our silent listeners. Thank you for joining us today. This has been such an amazing interview. I've had a great time with um, Kirsten. Um, thank you again for joining us and blessing us. Um, I wanted to come back, Kirsten, to um, because it is a Christian musical podcast, and I, I know that the listeners want to hear those pipes you have. So if you can go ahead and give us something else, um, we would definitely appreciate it. Well, <clears throat> all right. So... <laughs> Um, I started I started off singing this tidbit at the beginning, but I actually wanted to go a little bit, maybe a little deeper into it because it is actually a very, very powerful song that's close to my heart. So, here we go. As we love on you, receive our love, receive our love. And as we shout your name, receive my praises. Receive my praises, cause your name is high, be glorified. There's no other name, no other name, no other name like yours. Your name is high, be glorified. You are great, you are great, greatly to be praised. We lift your name. And then this is my favorite part. Your love is greater than ours. No one greater. Your strength is greater than ours. No one greater. Say your ways. Yeah. Are higher than ours, no way higher. Your words are greater than ours, no words greater. Y'all, I don't know about y'all, but like I, I, I literally am dancing in the spirit. And honey, thank you for blessing on us on today. Did y'all hear them pipes though? Did you hear the pipes? Wait, hold on, one second. Not the pipes, but did you hear the? Did you hear the heart of God? <laughs> Did you hear the heart of God in this worship, y'all? Um, I every second of this interview, I'm getting even more and more and more and more amazed. Kirsten, thank you for sharing your heart of God. Thank you for sharing your love for God because we need this in this season. Um, again, for her being such a young person and to have the word embedded in her um, at this age, um, 
it's a testament of God that being saved is not just for the young or for the old, but it is for the young. And she's a perfect example. And y'all hear me when I say this. It's not giving glory to Kirsten because she she doesn't really care about that anyway. She's super humble. But I'm still going to say what I'm going to say about her because I want her to know how important she is to the body of Christ. And the reason why I'm saying this is because she simply has sold her life to God and is the perfect example for a younger person. When we talked about the peer pressure, the younger person, she's a perfect example of the younger person who says, I would rather have Jesus than any accolades in the world, than any of the silver and the gold, than, than popularity, than, you know, um, just whatever it is that the world has to offer. She has sold her heart to God. And for me, like literally I am, and y'all give me a moment because I, I, I am at a loss for words. And normally this, this I don't, this has never happened on the podcast. So Kirsten, let me just say thank you. Thank you for being an example um, for the younger generation because you are needed. Um, I don't know what you've gone through. I don't know your story. I know that you talked about the source being... Y'all give me a second to collect. Give me a second to just collect my words because I have children and my children are older than Kirsten with the exception of one. And I did what I knew to do to um, raise my kids in the word so that they would not be intimidated by the world system. Kirsten, look what you did. I can't even get it together. I can't even get it together over here. Like, and, like, like all y'all listening, y'all just y'all just be with the Lord right now. Be in his presence while we figure this out. Hold on. <laughs> I am like literally just Lord. I, I didn't expect this to happen. And I'm 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 trying to get it together. So let me just say that I tried to raise my kids in the Lord so that they wouldn't be intimidated by the world system or the things that their other friends were doing. I always taught my kids and my kids, any one of my kids, any of the five could come on here and tell you that I taught them to stand out, to be peculiar, to be confident that no other person could tell them something that they already didn't hear from my mouth um, or from the Lord's mouth. And I can say I'm so thankful because 
my kids are are when I speak to them and I hear them, I, I'm so thankful to God that they um, had their own journey. So they had my experience in the beginning because it was my duty, my duty to lead them, but they chose to follow on their own. And so that's the same thing that you have done. You have chosen to follow God on your own. You have chosen to chase God on your own. And, um, you know, Again, as a young person living in this system today, that is a hard choice um, to say, you know, I forsake everything. And, you know, yes, I can still have fun because God called us to have an abundant life. But my whole purpose and my sole um, purpose is to serve God and tell others about God. So I so appreciate this interview and this moment with you. Um, I, I know it's a lot of people that's got waterworks right now and we are literally going to run over our hour. So we're going to go to an hour 15 minutes because we can do that. Um, because we are nowhere near done. Like I said, we ain't even scraping the surface. Um, God, let me just say, thank you. You are so amazing. And thank you for this moment because I, I don't know if anyone else can feel the Holy Spirit in this moment. But God, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your your love. I thank you for just coming on in and supping with us on today. I thank you for having your way on this because I can tell you I did not think it was going this way. I did not expect for God to move and come on in and and sweep on in like this. So I pray that the listeners who are on, um, I pray that this has blessed your soul on today. I pray that if you are in a place where you are backslidden or you're halfway there, or if you're still um, in Christ and you feel like, hey, this just gave me the bump up that I needed just listening to um, Kirsten you know, my sole purpose right now is to make sure that no soul is lost. Like my whole goal is that I know that there's other things that I need to be doing. And so I'm 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 very transparent. And let me say this, Kirsten. Um God has been asking me to revamp my relationship with him. He's been asking me to do a little bit more with him and this the podcast is part of that. Um, but there's so many things and ideas that he's been giving me. And one of the things I, I can't say that I speak in the prophetic, but I do hear God and, and, and I can say just after you sung that song, I heard a pouring out, um, of God's spirit and you welcomed the Holy Spirit in you. We invited him in in the beginning, but you actually said, okay, Lord, we, we want you to sit here with us. We want you to be in the building with us. We want you to sup with us. Lord God, we want you to eat with us. And that's exactly what he did. And I am so, so thankful for that encounter. Um, we're going to try to get back. <laughs> we're going to try to get back where we started, but... God, God, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because when he stopped by, he stayed for a little while. Honey, honey, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get out the room when we get done. Because, uh, (laughs) like, his presence is, I don't know about y'all, but his presence is in my room right now, in this 
he's in, he's in this studio right now with me. And, and I can tell you, when God's presence is present, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. When he lives, that's when I move. Um, but trying to get back. Um, it's, it's, a, it's big ooh. where you go, I go energy. Right. People, people energy. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh my goodness. I still have to collect myself. Y'all y'all just don't understand the experience that I'm having right now. But let me ask you this. What what separates you from other artists? What is it about you, Kirsten, that separates you? Well, you kinda of been saying it like the whole time. Hey Kenya. You no, know, we got you kinda of been saying it the whole time. It's kinda of like, you know, I really I guess take the like the the humble approach. But honestly I don't really consider myself to be an artist. Um, it's not my, my heart's desire to like, you know, go out and, and make a name for myself and, and do the whole records and go platinum or silver or whatever it's called. But, um, I've always admired it from afar, but, um, I'm really, really just a girl that loves to sing specifically to, for, and about God. And if that's how I'm known, then, then so be it. But um, I never, I never had an idea of, of becoming an artist or, or the, I guess the industry's definition of artist. Um, you know, just being on labels, making songs to make money or to make, you know, whatever influence or whatever the case is. Right. If anything, any music that I ever put out will probably be for impact more than influence or, or money. But yeah. <laughs> So that was something that was really good that you said. Um, so you said not for the industry, but sweetheart, let me just tell you, you have embodied the whole definition of arts. <laughs> so it may not be for the fame, the glam, the glamour, but let, let, let's, let's go back and count them. So hold on. We got poetry. Yes. We have singing. Yes. We have... One that you are a worshiper and you're an, an author, so we're that's four. So, yeah, you embody the whole the whole definition of artist. I mean, you know, if we talk about poetry, we talking about that's that's art. We talking about oh, we talk about that kind of artist. I draw too, and I, and I, and me and Kenya. It's just so funny that she's on here now, but. Uh, Yeah, that need to be released because you know what? Some of us don't even know God's names. <laughs> <laughs> you say Elohim, they be like, who is that? Honey. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, are you working on any special projects or looking or that we could be looking forward to in the future from you? Well, uh, yes, actually, um, in faith because this is actually very new to me musically um but i am believing god to put out my very first ep <laughs> and so all of the music and songwriting is in the works and so my prayer is if y'all want to stand in a session for your girl um put one up hey you people, got it you got it <laughs> you know just to partner me with the right influences and the right producers and the right um like you know voices to help nurture 
this project because like even though I don't really identify as an industry artist whatever songs that I have in my heart I still just like the source just like who is I am just like you know Ecclesiastes or Love Lewis I wanted to go out not for my own benefit but to impact and encourage so yeah and again, the more we talk, the more I see the similarities in the heart for God. Um, same goals, you know, and and here's one of the things I want to say. Um, I, I was talking to my daughter last night, Brianna, again, <laughs> of course, and we were just kind of talking about certain things. And, you know, here's the other thing that I learned as a Christian that we do. That's not godly, y'all. Let me let me just say this. It's not godly. Um, we tend, just because somebody else has an idea or does something, we tend to feel like we can't um, do something similar and take that to the next level. But do you know that they're doing that in fashion every day? Do you know that half of these artists that do have a CD, they got those uh, um, words inspired from the Bible. They did not write those. They, they are in Psalms. <laughs> Um, they, you know, they, they just took it and they perfected it. And so here's what I want to say, because, um, a lot of times, and I can say this again, I'm about to turn 50 February 10th. And a lot of times, um, I have been afraid to jump out and Brianna has been like my biggest pusher. Let me tell you, like I do everything for the Lord for sure. But I, I do everything for my kids, too. And Brianna has been, like, one of my biggest supporters. Like, she, you know, she doesn't, I, I, I maybe not tell her enough, but she's been, like, one of my biggest supporters. And I've been, like, one of her biggest supporters. I, I push her because, you know, I want to see everybody win. And one of the things that I don't like that the enemy does is he plays with our minds to make us think that we're not worthy. And, you know, I, I, I stopped by to tell everybody that you are worthy. You are worthy of his goodness. You are worthy of his grace. You are worthy of his love. If you weren't, he wouldn't have died for you. And yes, he died for you. He died for all sinners. So if you have not um, gotten to a place where you can forgive yourself, because see, God has already forgiven us. You need to get to a place where you can forgive yourself so you can get to the next level because he's waiting on you. We ain't waiting on him. So a lot of times we like to say we waiting on God. I'm waiting on God to do this. No, he ain't waiting. You ain't waiting on him. He's waiting on you. And all it takes is that one step forward. Once you take that step forward, he's going to be faithful to see it to the end, especially if he told you that, that that's what you were supposed to do. He's not going to leave you out there stuck. And looking crazy. And sometimes we might look crazy because we like, okay, Lord, you said to do this, but I don't see how you're going to do it. Because we're trying to guide his hand and he's telling us, just take the step and I got you. So uh, just always remember that. Don't be afraid to jump out and do anything. If God is giving you a business, if God is giving you a vision or a dream, if God is giving you a word as to what you are supposed to do, do it without questioning, without asking. Because again, the Lord is faithful and he is just and he will see you through that. Um, so I wanted to say, again, we talked about this earlier. The goal of this podcast is just to minister into the entire world. Um what would you say to our listeners that would convince them that God has their back? Um, no matter if they're broken, if they're hurt, if they're discouraged, Jesus is the answer. What would you say 
to the to our listeners that will encourage them to either give their life to Christ or to either stay in Christ. Don't give up. Um, I think honestly, I think you answered it because it's it's really just as simple as can be because everybody's stories are different and. The funny thing about God's answers is that they're they're tailored to everybody's experiences when they, when it's received well. And one thing I would say to someone who has not received Christ yet and feel alone in this world is one to know that He is for you, not just with you, but He's for you. And yes. I and I think it's so, so important to know the difference difference between somebody being with you and somebody being for you is because we live in a world where people are only for you for certain things or they only want you for certain things and you Mm -hmm. feel like you're not safe anywhere you feel like you're alone in your own skin and you don't feel like there's anyone in the world that actually supports you or understands you or gets you and so for you who may not know who Jesus is may not even know what he did and may not even know why he did what he did yeah but i think one thing to start this whole journey off for you to explore because i can't give you everything but to at least plant the seed and to explore more into what jesus and who jesus is is to know that he was for you from the beginning he was for you he was on your side he is on your side and for people who love the Lord, know all the churchy colloquialisms, know how to say, like, you know, how you, <laughs> praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Right, yeah. How are you feeling? Blessed and highly favored. Right. Like, for anybody that knows God has walked uh, this whole Christian journey for some time and, and has started to grow dull or, or dim or even familiar to, to the majesty and the glory and understanding of God. And I know this because I've, I've done it. I've been yeah. there. My advice to you if you're willing to receive it, is to remember that he is for you. It's the same. Somebody it's said the just answer. try him for yourself. That's what the old people say. Literally, <laughs> try him for yourself. Try him for yourself. That for you. <laughs> remember that he is for you. Try him for yourself. Because his word says, try me in this. See, won't I open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing yeah. that you may not have room enough to receive. Remember that he's for you. Remember all the times that he has actually made a way for you. Yeah. Your whole life wasn't bad up until this point. You're just right. feeling that now because that's where you're, that's, that's a real feeling. That's your reality. But remember how much he has been for you in the past. And remember how he's brought you to where you are. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I got. Awesome. Um, Kirsten, I'm going to give you about a minute to tell us what you're doing now. Because um, we are going to... Um, give our invitation to accept Christ for those who are listening. So tell us what you're doing now. Where can we catch you? Okay. So I am uh, currently serving at a belong ATL here in Atlanta Mm -hmm. um, under lead lead pastor, LeBriant Fred. Um, I'm serving currently on the worship team and I'm, literally putting all of my effort, time, energy into building what that is because I know what the Lord said. Yes. I came to Atlanta for a reason and I never want to get so sh- like, you know, familiar with this this type of, you know, platform mm-hmm. that I forget that. 
So that's where you can catch me. That's where you'll find me in the church house building the Lord's bride. <laughs> Amen. But, um, and outside the church house, we, we talked about your book. You can get her book on Amazon. It's oh, called yes. The Source. But she has some channels that she also does. So um, I want to give you a minute to shout those channels out. Oh, got you. It, it's actually one like channel with a bunch of episodes or okay. a bunch of different of episodes in, uh, um, in series. It's called Love Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to YouTube, you'll find it. It's called Love Lewis, kind of like Love Jones or Love Letter. Um and it, you and within that channel, you'll find Ecclesiastes, you'll find Godversations, and you'll find um, um, a few natural hair, a few natural hair moments as well. But mainly a lot of Ecclesiastes, my poetry, uh, one of my love languages, and um, Godversations, which is a lot of revelation and outpouring of moments and conversations that I've had with God that I've just chosen to Mm -hmm. reveal and share with other people through video and editing. So, you know, um, I'm sorry, we probably gonna go over a little bit more, but because it's because you brought up some points and here's what I wanted to ask, because you talked about Ecclesiastes and I think that's such a good wordplay on, is it Ecclesiastes? Is that where it came from? So, yeah, I, I've not heard the poetry. Do you mind giving us a piece of poetry that you've written? Oh, man, it's been such a long time. Um, let me see. There was one that I created. I think it was very, very a very personal one. I'm not going to act like I, rem- I remember the whole thing by heart right now. Cause I'll just give us some of it. We, we'll take some of it. <laughs> um, but this is one that I know um, I wrote it uh, I wrote it because of my, oh yeah I was like if, if uh, perversion was a person okay, and it, and it was like this woman with a country southern bill accent it was like oh well hello there uh, I didn't see you there or, or like you know uh, basically, she was egging. I wish I could. I could do it. It's been so long. Since you know I what? Had... You don't have to. We'll send them to the. We'll send them to the um, YouTube channel. What's the YouTube channel? <laughs> Love Lewis. It's, it's under Ecclesiastes, but, I, but that was my favorite poem, honestly, because it highlighted a lot of my struggle with perversion and masturbation and pornography, and really like walking and like like it was as if perversion was an actual person. Right. Wow. And that segment was is actually That's in my deep. book too. It's literally the first chapter, but it's as if perversion was an actual person. And you know, nine times out of ten, we don't personify the battles and the struggles that we deal with. We just see it as spirits. And I'm like, nah. Whenever I was dealing with it, this is exactly how that Joker was talking to me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The person. This is how she sounded in my head. Right. And like literally seeing that was, I believe, was a masterpiece for me. So it was like, um, I think my favorite part was uh, when it was like it, it gave like a list of. Oh, I wish I remember it. It's okay. Uh, you know what, y'all? Let me tell y'all. So just so, so y'all good, supporting though. her, 
So y'all supporting her, we want to make sure that y'all go to her YouTube channel so that y'all can check out everything that she has going on. Um, we are going to have to do a part two to this interview because she's doing an EP and we may get her to do some of that live poetry on there. We may feature her on our poetry side. So um, like I said, when we started, she is multi-talented. She didn't shout out her business, um, Anora Edits. Um, but you guys, please check her out because she fired with them edits, y'all. Let me tell you, I, I looked at them and they are fire. So please go check her out. And let me just say this so we can wrap this up. Um, oh, it's so hard to wrap this up. I, I mean, yeah, this is like a two day interview, y'all. <laughs> but before we go, I want to take just a moment to extend the offer of accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Um, as it says in Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe the Lord Jesus in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. So if you will repeat after me, Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I repent of my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you raised Jesus from the dead. And at this moment, I receive you as my Savior. If you have prayed that prayer with me, welcome into the kingdom of God. Welcome into the kingdom of God. You guys, I, it this has been so good and so real. I thank you for spending this time with us. Please catch us again next Sunday, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Follow us on 4 more Radio on Spreaker.com. Again, that's every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. I hope to see you there. We will have another part with um, Kirsten, um, we'll have to set it up and get it, um, taken care of so we can get part two. Um, thank you again for joining us and we definitely appreciate you and we're out. You are tuned into For more Radio, the place where Jesus is Lord, God is supreme, and the Holy Spirit leads.